Number one, I think you, you go through this discovery phase. You, you first and foremost try and discover what it is, what sort of, you ask, you do a lot of introspection, right? Mm. So you ask yourself a lot of questions. What, what, what are the things that are the most important to me? What are the things that I should be focused on? Again, you ask yourself, what are my five-year goals? Um, you know, do these things that I'm currently focused on align with my five-year plan or whatever the case is? So that's sort of the first phase of it. I think the second and probably most, most important point of this discussion here is to apply deliberate practice Mm -hmm. and deliberate practice is something that has really really sort of changed my perspective of uh, understanding how you prepare for things or how you run towards specific goals hey everyone welcome to the rlt podcast where we share some real life tools tips and tricks to help you not only discover but also reach your ultimate goals what's up everyone welcome back to the real life tips podcast this is episode number 27 and i'm your host mono you're joined by leon as usual welcome back everyone and thanks so much for tuning in Hoping to satisfy your ears again tonight with some information, uh, hopefully not information overload. Marni, <laughs> how are you doing, my friend? Under the circumstances, Leanne, I'm okay. You know what? I'm just, I really, really do miss going out. Uh, I think I've become quite a bit of a hermit crab in the last year or two. Uh, I, I try yeah. not to be too hard on myself. But you know what I really do miss is I really do miss us going out and cycling, man. And now with the winter coming on and all that, I think I'm going to miss it more than ever. We should have actually just taken a full advantage of the decent weather that we had a little while ago. But we haven't been out on the bikes no. in a while. Look, I, I agree. We haven't actually gone out for a ride in a while. And you know what the thing is for me? I can't ride with long trunks. You know, <laughs> yeah. I can't. I have to drive, like ride in shorts. Um, I tried the other morning. I went for a ride on my, around the block on my bike uh, just to kind of feel if I want to get back into it. Obviously, apart from the um, pain that I felt, uh, felt in the nether regions <laughs> from not being saddle uh, fit anymore, um, I just couldn't do it with long trunks uh, or, or pants or whatever. You know, they start yeah. sticking to your legs when you get sweaty. And, and it's not like I'm going to wear Spanx, right? Can I you imagine me? I was just going to say, man, like, <laughs> do what the cyclists do, do what the pros no, do. No, no. <laughs> Look, I mean, they are usually built like, you know, like sticks. So it suits them. I'm going to look like, I don't know, an upward down, uh, like teardrop effect or something, you know. So it's not (laughs) going to look good. It's not a good look for me. And I prefer I prefer not to get um, I don't know like apples and nachis thrown at me from vehicles uh, while trying to get myself <laughs> fit. So now I must say I mean we we spoke about my fitness and stuff uh, in a couple episodes back, and I'm still sort of on target, but I've definitely taken a back seat as far as the physical exercise is going. I'm still sticking to my diet quite well. Um, yeah. So yeah. I'm trying. I'm I'm maintaining the weight that I've lost, but I'm not really losing that much anymore. I'm at least maintaining. But yes, it's been <laughs> tough to get out in the cold in the mornings to go in gym, eh? I feel you, dude. I feel you. I really, really do. It's it's terrible. It's one of those yeah. those years as well. I don't know what's going on, but I just don't feel motivated when it comes to getting out the house and actually doing physical fitness. So, I mean, even though the weather is not playing in our favor with regards to physical fitness, I think we'll find a way around it. We just need to ease into it now, again, getting used to the new change of season and everything. And 
We're hitting our third wave of COVID as well. So that's not making things easy, makes it more difficult to actually get to the gym and everything. But even though the physical fitness is completely you're unreachable at this stage or maybe just so far into the distance that we we don't see ourselves actually accomplishing those goals. It doesn't stop us from actually exercising our minds, Leon. So that's why we're here tonight. We're going to drop you guys another great uh, insightful episode here to exercise your mind, to to get you thinking in life and get you you know, exercising your brain muscles. Leon, you've got a very interesting topic here for us tonight. So please do the introduction. Yeah, man, this is one I've been wanting to do for a while. So there's actually a book that I read recently from Alex Benayan called The Third Door. It's quite a good book that deals with, again, it's a business type of book of how to take chances and those kind of things. But he spoke about a specific thing. So he was trying to um, get specific interviews with highly acclaimed people like Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, and so forth. And he eventually got the opportunity to chat to Warren Buffett. He just wanted an interview because he was writing a book to inspire youngsters on how to become rich. And um, his friend told him that Warren Buffett's got this theory called the avoidance list or the priority list. Mm -hmm. And what that theory basically entails is that if you have 25 things that you are busy working on or spending time and energy and effort on, you need to actually go and take the five top things from that list and wipe out the other 20 and only focus on that five. Put every piece of energy into that five and completely avoid the other 20 as in not just don't focus on them remove them from your mind your life every ounce every hour every minute that you spend on that is time taken away from the five biggest priorities in your life and the funny thing is when he actually addressed this question to warren buffett it turns out this was not his um <laughs> this was not his theory mm -hmm. he didn't know what he was talking about and he agreed that it's a great theory so i still sat and tried to figure out and i googled everywhere who had this theory so i don't know if you guys know in the comment section or in the shown uh, um sorry in the reply section or whatever let us know if you have any idea who came up with this but it is relevant and it is true and we're gonna kind of go into that and the psychology behind it and why that is a great concept so that's going to be tonight's topic really interesting stuff a different way to look at things and yeah uh, no i like it leon i think it's one of those eye openers for me as well i actually strange enough i also came across this not so long ago maybe a couple of weeks ago or so i also came across the same story somewhere i read it in, a, in another book uh, where they also spoke of Warren Buffett, actually, I think he asked his pilot this, do you want, really want to fly me around for the rest of your life? Is that sort of your life goal? Or surely you've got other goals in life that you want to accomplish mm. as well. And the pilot responded to him and he said, yeah, of course, there's, there's a, a bunch of other things that I'm busy with at the moment that I'm working towards and uh, that I'm striving towards as well. And he asked him and he said, you know what, do me a favor, go home and go make a list write down 20 to 25 things that you're currently focused on, 20 to 25 things that you're currently busy with in your life that constantly occupies your brain power and time that you spend the most time on yeah. thinking about when you're alone, when you're at home, uh, when you're busy working on your life goals and all that. Write down 20 to 25 of those things and then start isolating only the top five, like you said. So it's actually, I'm not sure if maybe that's where it originated or that's where the misconception came in or the miscommunication of Warren Buffett's yeah. quote or he was quoted that. 
and maybe you forgot about that. But that's that's sort of the story that I came across as well. And it really did inspire me. And I thought about it and I was like, you know what? That is a very, very interesting point that you've got there because I feel that we are constantly focused on so many things. We've got so many things that that happens in our lives, exactly. so many I'm goals that we set more. for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because we all want to achieve the best. We all want to do better. We all want to, you know, sort of find balance in life as well. So you're trying to like balance all of these balls at the same time and juggle all of them at the same time. But it really does, you know, not only distract you and spread out the amount of time that it takes you to achieve those goals. But in actual fact, you've probably heard this a million times as well. Jack of all trades, master of none. And that's sort of the thing that, that stuck out to me in that specific example as well. And I was like, dude, you're so right. Because in my life, I feel the same thing, the same way. I want to focus on all of these different things, but I don't ever really you know, progress in any one of them because I'm not focused because I'm not niching. I'm not narrowing down. So, and I think that's going to be a very, very interesting concept. So I absolutely dig that, Leon. I think the question that I have for you is, you know, where do you start with that? Because I think in, in a lot of cases, at least in my experience, when I try to write down 25 things, maybe I'm just too analytical about it. Maybe I overthink it because I'm an overthinker like that. So I first go to the question of like, where do I start? Do I write down 25 work tasks that I need to focus on or skills in my work that I need to focus on in my career? Do I start there? Or do I just sort of from the top of my head, what are the top 10 things that are most important to me in my life right now, whether it's work, whether it's finances, whether it's personal or physical health, whether it's mental health, or whether it's family responsibilities or relationships, and just list out the top 10 and then sort of just expand from there. I don't know. What do you think? What is the best approach to go there? Yeah, look, I mean, that's that's the beauty of it. Because there's no one to coin on this and to get proper explanation from, it's pretty much up to your own interpretation. But I think the way that I see this is like you said before, I mean, you can take, if you've got 30 days, you can take 15 exams and pass all of them barely, or you can take five and pass with cum laude. You know, you can you mm, can either mm. choose to do 20 things okay, or you can be world-class at five. So um, that's pretty much the concept of it. Now, you, you touch on something interesting there. How do you divide the five? Are we talking about... Um, all five goes into work. So that means now every day I need to choose the five things that's going to bring me out to the five different results that brings me five other. It's I don't think it should be like that. I think you need to actually, um, you know, have certain pockets. So, for example, a spiritual goal, a financial goal, a career goal, a friends and family and relationships goal, etc. I think it's better to do it like that, where you actually say, all right, this is where I want to go and this is the the steps that I'm going to take. The steps that you're going to take are each going to be, again, their own set of steps, you know, their own set of actions that you need to do in order to get to that point. So one shouldn't go and (laughs) be like me and you are and overanalyze the situation (laughs) and say that, okay, listen, if I want to be good at my work, um, let's say, for example, I want to I wanna work my, myself up to a very high position at work. That might entail 200 strategic t- steps that you need to take, right? Or more. Mm. But that's still just one task. That's one of these topics that we are talking about. One of the things that you should prioritize in your life. The steps that it takes to get there 
doesn't make part of the steps that you need to do as five priority steps in your life. Because if that's the case, then you're not going to get much done. So it's good mm -hmm. to try and say, all right, listen, out of that five, let's go and easily just put them in five categories. So one for professional and career or whatever. And that could maybe even be two or three because it could mm -hmm. be professional career paid by a boss, professional career paying for yourself, like for um, entrepreneurship, and then maybe investments or something like that, static or passive income mm -hmm. or something like that. And then maybe having two other priorities, one for spiritual and one for personal relationships or physical exercise and spiritual or whatever. It might even be mm -hmm. six. It doesn't have to be exactly five. The point is don't mm -hmm. go and make yourself tons of different and and this is the thing i am super guilty of this problem i'm usually very scattered focused on so many different things going on in my life and mm. i see something shiny and i venture down that hole and i start investing <laughs> a lot of time effort and and, and um, um, finances and resources of any sort into that for a certain period of time and then i might get bored and i just shift my focus to something else but maybe my core focus was to, for example, become an MD. I'm just using that as an example. I don't want to be an yeah. MD ever. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And, and I, I actually stole time away from the pursuit of becoming an MD by focusing on, I don't know, fly fishing for one week and then quad biking for three mm -hmm. weeks and then um, shark cage diving for another three months. And you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So yeah, it comes yeah. down to all the time that you waste on these like extra things that you focus on detracts from the things that are really going to propel you forward that you should be focusing on. And that's, I think, the, the, the concept and what we should try and drive home. Yeah, I think that's a very, very good point that you have there, Leanne. And it's, it really shouldn't... It's, it's all about gaining focus. It's about really, really gaining focus on what it is that you want to achieve and zeroing in on that specific uh, point that you want to achieve as well. So I, I, I take it as from another point of view as well. If you say you want to become a bodybuilder and you want to be the biggest you want to be Arnold Schwarzenegger basically right so when he was younger when when he was younger I mean even now he's <laughs> he's not bad I mean he's he's quite a frist topi eh? like uh <laughs> I, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't want to date his granddaughter Dwayne Johnson that's yeah Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson's a better okay example. yeah yeah Dwayne Johnson yeah I suppose so if you if you want to look like him you really have to spend time on figuring out what it is that's going to take you to that goal what are yeah. the, the needle movers and whatever is outside of that, whatever doesn't take you towards that goal, is basically a waste of time unless it yep. takes you to another goal exactly. that you also want to achieve. So what we're saying is not just having one specific goal because I think that's, that's quite impossible and I'll elaborate on that in a, in a few minutes as well. But what I am saying is having at least you're identified what one goal is and focusing on that and not having a million things on the list because all the rest of those things are are basically distractions. They're basically taking or stealing yes. away time from you improving on the one thing that you want to be good at. So if you want to look like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, it's not really going to do you any favors to go and go clubbing on weekends or to spend time 
cycling 50 kilometers every single morning right because exactly. i doubt or he do ever what, does that right or, or keep googling what does Dwayne the rock johnson eat in a day and then what what's his exercise regime and just spend time <laughs> reading about how he did it exactly yeah because yeah you can you can plan as much as you want to but without action it's not actually taking you towards that goal yep. so all of the rest of the things that are not moving you closer to that goal that's time wasted so it's really saying, how do we isolate what our goals are? Even if we have 50 goals, how do we narrow it down to what are the five most important things? Because we can't get everything done in the short amount of time that we have available to ourselves in one day, one month, one year, or for that matter, actually in the rest of our lives that we have on this earth mm -hmm. anyways. But what I did want to point out as well is that you can have more than one priority goal. And recently, I actually started picking up a book by Angela Duckworth, I think. It's called Grit. Extremely insightful. Mm. Really, really digging that. I'm still busy with that at the moment. And one of the things that she actually does point out is that she mentioned that, and she basically broke it down and said that we all should have high-level goals, medium-level goals, and low-level goals. So I think what, what Warren is referring to in this whole strategy of isolating five key roles or goals there for yourself, those should be high-level goals. And let me explain the difference quickly. So the high-level goals are things that are you're in the far future, things that ultimate goals that you want to achieve for yourself. An ultimate goal would be to be the world's greatest bodybuilder, like I don't know, Arnold Schwarzenegger or whatever the case is, right? Or I want to look like Dwayne The Rock Johnson or I want to uh, be the MD of Company X. Those are high level goals that take quite a bit of time to get there. Now, what your medium level goals are, are basically the means towards the end, right? So how yep. are you going to go and achieve that? How are you going to go and achieve your becoming the MD or becoming the world's greatest wrestler or becoming the world's greatest cage fighter and take on Conor McGregor, right? <laughs> so um, it's the medium level goals are really the means to an end. And then the low level goals are really the details of what do you need to do on a daily basis to achieve the medium level goal, to achieve the high level goal. So it really, really breaks it down into that. So I think the, the summary of what I'm getting at is the fact that when you isolate those five things out of the 25, I feel that those are probably your high level goals. What are the main things that you want to achieve in your lifetime spent on earth? And how are you going to then achieve it by basically working it back down to your medium and low level goals? Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. That was actually what I was getting at in the beginning as well is that as much as um, it makes sense to stick to five main goals or, or stick to five main priorities in your life, those are usually very, very big and difficult to fathom because it might be things like, like I don't know, like we said, become an MD of a big business, um, become extremely spiritual and attend church every week and, I don't know, you know, spend evening prayer time with kids and, you know, spirituality can go quite far. Um, when it comes to physical, yes, become, you know, an equal to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Those are very big. So when you stand in front of those goals, you can't really see how to get there. What's the means that's going to get me there? So as soon as you've mm. got the mm. five, you can almost call them like true norths or the, you know, the, the, the critical lines, as they call it in project management, that you want to get to. You then need to go and almost break all of those down into five sub-steps and five sub-steps of each step. 
to get to like the like mm. you said the medium and the short term um almost like steps and the instructions that you need to follow in pursuit of that ultimate high level goals that you refer to so that is 100% i completely agree with that because if you stand in front of a goal i want to be um the owner of a 10 million dollar a month company that is like no, you just mm. might as well just stop right there. <laughs> That's the only thing that you th that you see, and you don't see the building blocks, and the steps, and the pivotal moments, and all those things that you still need to do in order to get to that point. Then you're just never ever going to get to mm. that in any way. But the point of the of the matter here is to actually go and sur surrender your time towards those five high level goals, and whatever sub steps is required to get to those five five goals then still just zero your energy in on anything that's going to make those five high level goals happen so don't get distracted by something like i like i just explained the stuff that i can get distracted on i'm quite a gadget nerd and i've got several hobbies always going on and changing all the time and I mean, I went very deep into photography at one stage and bought like ex seriously expensive equipment and it's all lying in the back of my cupboard here now as pretty much as decorations <laughs> for my office, right? And that's, I'm sure I'm not alone. I hope I'm not alone. I, I think a lot of people think that I'm insane, but it's because I get distracted by these shiny things. I like the concept. I enjoy the creative part, for example, when it was the photography stuff. And then I think that I'm going to go down that avenue and make something out of it. But then I kind of lose interest and then I find something else. But I kind of always knew, and even from when I was maybe 19 or 20, you start knowing what your mm -hmm. five like main things that you want to achieve in life. Maybe not 20, a little bit immature still then, but let's say like mid 20 ish, mm -hmm. you, you sort of start noticing these are like the five or six or four or 10. It, there's not, the number is not really that relevant, but it shouldn't be a huge number of yeah. main things that you want to achieve in life. And all of this other stuff is really just wasting time and detracting from the effort and the energy and the requirement that it's going to take and the toll that it's going to uh, take in order to get to those five steps. So yeah, I absolutely agree. Take the big things, break it up, break it into smaller steps, smaller steps, smaller steps. And that's the only way that you're going to get there. I mean, and it makes sense because if you, th if you think back to when you, well, you went to varsity and you just got out and the first thing that you had on your list was get a job, right? And yeah. I still remember the focus that I had when you know I left high school and I knew that I had to start paying the bills myself and everything. And the, the first, the top one on my list was get a job. And I was super focused on that and that's mm. what I did and I got a job. And then, so I, I feel like this is something that we've always sort of known subconsciously, but we've never really pinpointed it and really just labeled it in that sense so it really is something that is that is quite obvious when you really yes. really think back to how you used to live your life and how you've accomplished anything that you've already accomplished up to this point it's mainly because you had that on the top of your list you you had focused on that over an extended period of time and you managed to achieve that specific goal as well and that really actually reminds me of something that i also came across in a book i think it might have been one of the first books that i picked up mark manson somewhere he referred to it as basically and i still have the vivid picture in my mind of how i you know sort of visualized it for myself imagine you've got this bookshelf and on the bookshelf, 
you've got maybe maybe there's five shelves. What are you placing at the top of that shelf? Mm. I think that's the easiest way that I could actually start shortening the list of focus for myself. What is your top item on the on the very tip top of that bookshelf over there? That and he refers to it as the God value. What is your God value? What is the one thing that you believe in most? One thing that is most important to you at this stage of your life? And that can change. Of course, we've said this in the past. Whatever goals you you set for yourself today doesn't mean that those goals are going to be your goals over the next you know five or ten or twenty years. But at least for now, you can isolate the top five things that you need to be focusing on and all of the rest of the stuff is just your know, waste of time stuff so it really is just zeroing in on that as well the other thing that i do want to point out and maybe i want to to discuss that with you a little bit leon because i feel that that is probably what you're referring to and i think we all suffer from that and that is grit it's quite an interesting book that I'm busy with as well. And it really makes a lot of sense. It's because we live in this world where we're constantly now distracted with stuff and not just distracted, but really we've got a lot of things at our fingertips. We've got yes. entertainment we're at our spoiled. fingertips. And we if we get bored with the show, it's okay. Switch mm. it off. Scroll to the next one. Click on that. If you get bored with a YouTube video, it's okay. Switch it off. Go to the next one. Mm-hmm. There's no committing to anything like we used to in the past. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I still want to maybe address and really take head on is not only is it important, I think, to isolate those five things, but it's also important because once you've isolated those five things, you can then apply grit to it. You can really, really stick it out, give it a fair shot to see whether it's going to work out or not. And we're so guilty of that. Yourself, myself included, Leon, I know, because uh, we've, and that's probably why we get along so well is because we're constantly distracted by so many different things. I'm still trying to fix that in myself because it definitely is a weakness. I want to start applying grit to more things in my life. In certain aspects, I feel I'm okay. Um, I'm quite dedicated. I'm quite gritty, if you want to call it like that. Mm. But talk to me a little bit about what area of your life can you apply grit in at the moment? What are you absolutely great at? Give me some examples. And then also tell me what what do you really suck with in terms of grit? Yeah, so just to expand a little bit on the grit thing, because I think you're going into, I I don't know if you can read my mind or if there's some (laughs) telepathy happening again. Um, But I I was just about to go into that part of it is the whole reason you want to zero in on certain aspects or certain priorities in your life is because you can then apply grit and you can start investing time. And the whole word invest means that whatever time you put in, you should get something out of it. So if you take someone like Elon Musk, for example, I love to use this guy as an example to everything because he's just a very good example of what extremism can, how extremism can be applied positively. So what he would do, for example, is I want to build a rocket. I'm not a rocket scientist. I'm not an engineer. So he'll go and study all the books that it takes to get an engineering degree and he knows that if you take an engineering degree you'll for example do 25 hours worth of uh, classes a week and 10 hours worth of studying a week that's only 35 hours right he knows that he can get about 90 to 120 hours out of a week so he can actually go and study the equivalent Mm. of an engineering degree within about 200 days and this is what he kept doing for several years so behind his common knowledge 
he's probably got 10 or 12 degrees. And just by applying grit and using time to forward his movement and to actually apply it towards his vision and what he wants to achieve, he's literally gone out and set an example for what that can actually mean for you. He's gone and showed people that him himself as an entrepreneur that's not a rocket scientist can be one of the most successful rocket builders in world in the world right now, outclassing the likes of NASA and Roscosmos mm -hmm. and whoever else. No one can actually hold a candle to this guy. So the whole thing about grit is the more time you put in and the better you spend that time, you can start outclassing your surrounding peers as well. That's doing the same thing or that's chasing the same goal. If they, because they're going to be the normal guys that don't listen to this podcast necessarily and don't get this information and do get distracted and do all the other nice and shiny things in life and don't actually focus time and energy into specific goals, which means you'll surpass and overtake them within a heartbeat. And you can actually become mm -hmm. world class at those five things. So when it comes to grit in my own life, this is something that I've already kind of um, diluted towards. Uh, I struggle with it. I do get sidetracked and I get interested in weird things and new hobbies and stuff that I want to try out and whatever. But at the end of the day, I do. there are certain parts of my life that I'm really, really good at applying grit. And I remember that in my previous um, job, I actually learned the value of time and energy put towards a single goal and how fast you can actually see mm -hmm. results. And I'm not saying that gymming 10 hours a day is going to get you five days worth of two hour gym sessions. Uh, that's not how it works. Uh, you can ask any, any bodybuilder now. That's not how bodybuilding works. Just putting more time in it. It's, it's a way that you apply it and how you ask, actually cascade the results and so on. But um, I had to become certified in the solutions that we were doing back then. And I literally had like a week to do what normal guys would do in about three to four months. And it was literally just buttoning down, putting everything aside, lowering my head into the books and materials, spending whatever time I could. And I'm talking about literally not even reading news on the, uh, on the porcelain throne anymore. <laughs> I was literally sitting and studying every single moment that I got. And lo and behold, it was achievable. I got through all those exams. I became certified and, and, and I got through it, um, basically. It's not a massive mm -hmm. achievement, but to me, it showed that when you do put your head down, focus on something, almost anything is achievable. Um, if, if you can put math mm -hmm. behind it, you can probably achieve it. So as far as grit is concerned, it's, it's really something that I try and apply the older I get. Um, because I'm starting to finally realize midway through my 30s going on 40s um, what the big mm -hmm. priorities are. And now that I've yeah. been able to really, really like completely pinpoint them perfectly, and I know those are going to be the 80-year-old stuff that I wanted to achieve, now it's as if I can really, really gain a lot of traction. And I would just hope that people realize it a little bit earlier than 35, 36. I think that is the most difficult thing. And that's one of the things that I envy about old people like yourself, you know, <laughs> the, the wise old people. <laughs> it's, it's because with age comes wisdom, man. And I know that like, and a lot of the times I feel that I put so much thought into clarifying what's happening with life at the moment and 
where am I supposed to be heading and you know what am I supposed to be doing and all of those things, all of these answers that I keep seeking the whole time. And sometimes I promise you, I sit back and I think maybe I'm just too young. Maybe I just, maybe no matter how, how much thought I put into this, I just won't have the answers because I don't have the wisdom of an old bearded young man like yourself. <laughs> like yourself. So it really is something that, that, that does bother me. But I, I really, really do um, appreciate that. I think that that's something that I'm definitely looking forward to. And like you said, I think if you can achieve that at a younger age, it's definitely much better because then mm. you can not game. only it is a time game yeah it's a time game exactly so you can zero in on it quickly and then you can use that time and apply grit over an extended period of time and really just just master that specific skill as well so that really is something that's that's quite mm. interesting i think i want to point out one other thing that is also quite uh, quite interesting that i also came across it's basically the stages or phases that you go through in terms of clarifying those type of goals, those high level goals that we've just been uh, speaking about the whole time or touching on the whole time. It's number one, I think you, you go through this discovery phase. You, you first and foremost try and discover what it is, what sort of you ask, you do a lot of introspection, right? Mm. So you ask yourself a lot of questions. What, what, what are the things that are the most important to me? What are the things that I should be focused on? Again, you ask yourself, what are my five-year goals? Um, you know, do these things that I'm currently focused on align with my five-year plan or whatever the case is? So that's sort of the first phase of it. I think the second and probably most, most important point of this discussion here is to apply deliberate practice mm -hmm. and deliberate practice is something that has really really sort of changed my perspective of uh, understanding how you prepare for things or how you run towards specific goals it's saying that you can sort of do the same thing over and over again and apply the same amount of effort but if you're not applying specific effort to achieving a specific task then that time isn't necessarily used it might actually just be time that you wasted let me put that into a, a better example really so if i were to say you know one of my high level goals is to play for an international band i want to be the lead guitarist and i've already got the band in 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 mind and i already know sort of what the expertise or the skills are that are required on there, I can go and I can say, all right, well, based on a lot of research and everything, it states that if I put 10,000 hours into a specific task, I will, no matter what, become an expert at that specific mm -hmm. task, right? We've mm -hmm. mentioned that in the past. But what happens if I sit down and I practice guitar every single day and I just basically play what I've always been good at playing and I don't necessarily learn new songs or I do learn new songs but I don't learn more difficult songs or mm. songs that no are in their type of style of playing right what if I don't apply those the, the time that I'm practicing deliberately actually practicing my scales or my my I don't know my sweeping skills or whatever other you know, yeah. exactly improving towards that specific goal so i can sit down and i can play the same stuff over and over again for ten thousand hours but that doesn't necessarily mean that i'm going to get better yes. so i think that's the the second stage of once you've identified what your five goals are make sure that you apply deliberate practice and make sure in that deliberate practice i think it's important to 
make sure that you're always doing better than the day before mm, mm. or the week before. Always improving yourself because if you're just doing the same old thing day in, day out. Another example, and this will really put it into perspective, and I've always wondered about this. How is it that some people work for a company for 15 years in the same position? Mm. I don't understand that. I've always, like, maybe, okay, there's a lot of factors that come into play, right? Maybe they're extremely happy with what they do. Maybe they're extremely fulfilled by what they do. I can tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but in the exact same position, not progressing or anything. And I feel a lot of the time it's because there's no deliberate improvement. No them yes. striving towards actually wanting more or them actually trying to pinpoint their weaknesses, areas that Just they can improve on and actually focusing on that. Exactly. You're so right. And I mean, I've, I've managed before and it's, it's like, imagine you're a teacher, right? You can be a teacher for a year or for 10 years. If you do the same work every day, neither qualifies you suddenly to be a headmaster, right? Um, you have to actually progress yeah. and improve and, um, you know, show your skills and do a lot of stuff on your own eh, to improve and show your improvement. Make sure that you get seen and recognized for your improvements. Mm. Otherwise, you're just going to be a teacher. And that applies to any job. Um, I know mates that's been in the same position for 10 years and I can tell you exactly why they're there. It's because they're doing the same stuff every day now that they've done 10 years ago. And that's it. That's the that's the reason. That comes down to exactly what you're saying. If you've got head goals or major goals or critical lines in your life, if you don't make steps towards progressing in that direction and you just apply the grit, so you just put in hours doing the same stuff and expect that result, that's literally insanity, right? That's not going to happen. That's not how it works. Yeah. And the same way that this applies to what you just mentioned in personal life, this could actually apply in business as well. If you're an entrepreneur, and I mean, we do a lot of entrepreneur sh uh, stuff on the show. And um, if you, for example, start a business, you can be one of two business people. And I actually learned this in a book that you um, uh, suggested I, I, I read. Um, the 10 pillars of what is it? 10 pillars of wealth. 10 pillars of wealth. So, extremely good. Yes, very, very yeah. good. So, it's the second time I'm going through it now because I have to kind of just nail in some of the concepts. But the one that's really, really profoundly interesting is the fact that you could either be one, a guy that starts, let's say, um, I don't know, a printing business or let's say it's a marketing business and you can work inside the business and do everything. And you can get to mediocre success. You can probably pay the bills. You'll live a decently uh, mid, you can, you can live a middle class life, like 90% of, or I don't know, 50% of the world. All right. If you want to be that 1% of wealthy people in the world, the thing that you should do is start handing off all the things that you can have someone else do in the business that you're now doing. So for example, if you need to do a lot of phoning mm -hmm. around, because you need to get clients, get someone to do that, teach them how to do it and get them to do it. And all of those things are, like mm -hmm. you said, deliberate goals and deliberate movement in the right direction. You're literally taking out and improving upon what you did yesterday and improving day over day. The, the, you just mentioned it very casually there now, but if you take the concept of taking every day and trying to improve on the previous, 
that is extremely powerful. You mm -hmm. don't understand how quickly that compounds into massive power. Can you imagine where you are yeah. from January till December if you can improve day on day for that entire year? Do it with savings. Go, go mm -hmm. and save... Uh, you know, one rand the first day and two rand and then four rand, you know, start cascading it like yeah. that. See where you're at the end of the year and see how that, that pans out. It's the same with business. If you start doing that in your hand off so that you can start duplicating effort and multiplying and creating streams of effort that you would have been involved in every time, but now you hand it off so that you can focus on the primary goal yeah. of the business and only that. That business will be multi-million dollar business before before you know you can uh, think about it even. Yeah, it's so I think it's it's interesting that you that you mentioned that because that really just translates into saying, in business, if you work for yourself and you've built this business and everything is running smoothly, identify what is the one thing that makes you money. Correct. That you can do better than anyone else. Yep. And what can you outsource? And that's really using it in this sort of example and topic that we're discussing yes. and saying, identify the one thing that you need to focus on. And only do all that. of the rest, yeah, all of the rest, get that out the door. Mm -hmm. Give it to someone else to focus on in business, right? Because that actually absolutely makes sense so that you can focus on how can you make money? How can you drive the business towards growth or towards success? That's number one. Number two that I wanted to point out there as well, that's that's also very, very interesting that you mentioned, Leon, is actually just comparing yourself with not others, but comparing yourself to yourself yesterday yes. or the day before yes, yes, yes. so the only time that you should ever compare your current status or your current success is not when you're comparing yourself with others only compare yourself to the version of yourself mm. one day ago or one week ago or one month ago or one year ago and that's really how you're improving so in a lot of aspects i know it's idealistic to say improve each and every single day do better but here's a good example if last week you went to the gym and you had chest day and you bench pressed 100 kilos right then what? that's that's your limit man that's what you know <laughs> okay um that's that's your limit so what you need to do is next week go in and try do 105 or 110 and then that's your next limit and then the next week stop going to the gym and comparing yourself to others trust me I suck at that. I do that with, I did that actually with one of our colleagues. You know exactly who I'm mm. talking about. Uh, extremely strong chested young gentleman. <laughs> and I went to gym with him once. And we've got sort of the same similar body build, but like he's obviously been gymming a lot longer than I have. He's a lot stronger. He's got a nicer chest than my wife, um, basically. <laughs> so there we go. So, and, and honestly, dude, I suffered when I went up against him. I couldn't do it. And I kept on comparing myself and I was like, dude, how is it that we're sort of almost the same age and you're so much stronger than me? And I stopped doing that when I go and gym with friends and stuff. I just start I wanna, comparing myself I to myself. Something, yeah. I want to add something that's really important to the comparison thing as well. When you start looking at people and maybe you see them as a role model or you see them as, wow, I, I look at that person and I want to be that. You can only do that if you also take on the responsibility of what it took that man to get there or that lady to get there. For example, you can't just look at Bill Gates and say, listen, geez, what a role model. I want to be Bill Gates. Go read his book and see how hard he worked to get there and do all of that. Then yeah. you'll also get there. You can't just look at these people and think that it fell on their laps. Yes, okay, you do get those as well that maybe do have, I don't know, some sort of injection that helps them get 
quicker to certain places but a lot of these people also put in grit they also applied the time like i just explained with elon musk he puts in the time and he puts more yeah. time than any of his peers and that's why he out accelerates all his peers so if you idolize people or you see them as role models completely i have no problem with that actually i encourage it but go and look at the steps and the background of what they did to get there and do the same yeah then yes. you'll get to where they yeah. are. It's just simple That's math. That's extremely important. I love that. Leon, I think it's time for the real life tip. <laughs> Do you have any tips that you'd like to start us off with? I know that I've maybe got a couple of them that I want to highlight. Yeah, look, I just, I just have one actually. So we're doing a switcheroo. Last time you had one, this time I only have one. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the one is quite a, it's, it's, it's a loaded one. It's like a loaded gun. It's got power until you, it's got no power until you squeeze the trigger, right? Um, when we are talking about five concepts, this is metaphorical almost, you know, it's an analogy. It's a way to kind of give you a vivid picture of what we mean. It could be 10 things, it could be three things, it could um, basically be whatever you make that out to be. There's no right or wrong once again. And once again, we're explaining things here that is probably common sense, but putting it in this format, I think it makes it a little bit more vivid and understandable. There's probably nothing we spoke about today that you didn't already know some parts of. So the, the only tip that I have for today is Go and just look at what your time is spent on in a day, in a week, and in a month. Because there's peaks and valleys, there's weekly, daily hours, there's weekend hours, there's nighttime where you've got free time, there's business hours where you need to focus on. So, so take that, start building like averages and start isolating the things that you are actually spending your time on and then start scratching off the list. And there's a lot of stuff that doesn't just happen in your days, right? There's things that happens in your mind, in your emotions, in your subconscious levels, the stuff you dream about, the stuff you stress about, the things that you can't change, all the stuff we've spoken about in many of our podcasts so far. Go and put all of that stuff on a list and try and see how much effort, energy, time, etc., are you spending on all of these th things and then start marking out the things that you're going to intentionally now start focusing on. And you'll see how that actually just progresses to greatness. I, I dig that. That's awesome. I, I totally agree with you there, Leanne. I think from my point of view, maybe I've got two tips. I'll start off with a the, with the simple one. When you go through this exercise that you just explained, what you're doing is you're planning you're planning towards success. You're planning towards achievement of those goals. You're actually narrowing down your focus. And there's this very, very famous quote that goes something like, if you fail to plan, you plan to mm. fail. Mm -hmm. So, and I think I want to leave that with you guys here today. I think it's so, so, so important to plan to a certain point. But again, not taking away from the fact that everything that you want to achieve in life you'll have to do so by actually putting a plan to action. So plan up to a specific point and then action that plan. As simple as that. Mm. So isolate your goals, isolate those five most important things to you. Go through that step, Leon. I think that's that's a very, very good point that you've got there. Work through whatever 
it is that you're spending most of your time on at the moment. Use that as a good starter list. What are the things that you think about the most? What are the things that you're most concerned about? I do that a lot. If I'm spending a lot of time thinking about, you know, what am I going to do in two years time with this specific problem that I currently am you're experiencing and all that, I put that, I bring that to my notebook and I say, how can I mm. fix that problem now once and for all so that I don't have to deal with it in the next two years or whatever the case is. So that's my first tip. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. As simple mm. as that. The second one that I want to isolate and that's maybe just taking you through this thought process of what what do you do after you've discovered your five items and after you've deliberately practiced those specific goals or towards those specific goals. And I say deliberately practice by actually saying, narrow down your focus and actually work on improving yourself day in and day out. The the the, the step that you want to take after that is go ahead and diagnose all of your weaknesses. Really, really isolate the areas that you need to improve on in order to achieve that goal. So maybe that goal is to earn X amount. Maybe you want to earn $100,000 by you know next year or by the year after that. What are the things holding you back from that goal? And once you identify the weaknesses, maybe it's a skill set that you require. Maybe it's specific knowledge of a specific product that you guys are selling. Or maybe it's, um, I don't know, maybe it's your presentation skills or something like that that needs improvement that's holding you back from achieving that one specific goal. Then go ahead Isolate the weaknesses mm. and start applying deliberate practice to those weaknesses until you've mastered that specific weakness, then move on to the next weakness mm -hmm. and then master that. But always keep in mind the top level goal or the high level goal that you've set for yourself. Those are my two tips, Leon. That's good. I think it's been absolutely insightful, absolutely great a session here with you tonight it's always good being behind the mic always good seeing you on the other side of my screen <laughs> i think one day we should actually get together in studio and just do a collab session like this because we'll, we'll a do lot it of with our masks and sanitizers <laughs> exactly <laughs> a lot of people have actually come to us and said you know it sounds like you guys are sitting in the same studio no we're not uh, we're always video calling each other and uh, we're recording this at you know our own houses and stuff so i think we should definitely get together sometime and do a, a proper in-studio in yeah, session. We can do that. Leon, it's been an absolute pleasure. Again, I really, really As do usual. enjoy this. Yeah. Um, any last words from your side? Anything to wrap up? Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Hey, man, keep, keep it safe out there. Like you said, we're going through our third wave here in South Africa. And as we're recording this, there's a couple of countries that are out of the woods. With this COVID thing, I think we're actually facing our biggest enemy right now here in South Africa. It's probably the worst it's ever been. Lots of people can't get treatment. The hospitals are full. 10,000 cases a day. So yeah, our thoughts go out to all the people struggling at the moment. Um, definitely a little bit of shots that we're taking at the moment. So yeah, just really keep it safe. Let's get through this nice and safely. Let's not do anything stupid. Adhere to all the rules. And yeah, that's the only thing that I've got to say. I didn't want to bring COVID into this because I'm so <laughs> tired of it. But uh, I have to kind of just do that at the end there. No, it is important. Guys, girls, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for joining the 27th episode of the Real Life Tips podcast. We'll see you again next time. Until then, cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye.
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We really hope that you have found inspiration or motivation from our content this far. If you want to get access to sneak previews to our upcoming shows on a weekly basis, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Facebook page where we also share our blog posts and other great content from time to time. So head over to our Facebook and YouTube channels and feel free to share it with your friends so that they can also join you on the journey to success. Until next time, guys. Cheers.